0: You're listening to Alabama Tradition with Ryan Fowler and Martin Houston on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa.
1: Welcome to you in Alabama Tradition. We're going to spend a few minutes here taking a couple of phone calls. We're going to give away Jimmy Buffett tickets. We're going to clean up the loose ends from uh, the first part of the show. Four hours. We will be with you. We've got Ben Jones. I sat down with Ben Jones earlier today. My heavens, man, that guy likes to have fun. And ben Jones, CBS Sports College Football Analyst. CBS Sports College Football Analyst. So we'll talk with uh, Ben Jones coming up we have Chris Doring, uh, the wide receiver at Florida, uh, SEC Network ESPN guy. Uh, we'll talk with him. And Deuce McAllister, which is part of the Saints broadcast team and a former uh, running back here uh, with Ole Miss Day. Lane Kiffin earlier today kind of shook the house a little bit. Bryce Young with a big story and a lot of different things. We're going to talk about it as we travel onward. I'm going to give away these Jimmy Buffett tickets coming up in just a couple of minutes. But, Darlene, you've been waiting, and I do appreciate your patience. I hope all is well.
2: Oh, everything's fine. And I'm not having obsessed, a good day. I'm having a great day. And it sounds like you are too.
1: Busy. Busy. Right. Busy. Well, that's what Very, it's very about, right? busy. It is. It is. Before but it's, I... it's fun.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, I know those things are, it's got to be hectic. And you're in a different environment. And that brings some attention. But well, before and, I forget, and...
1: I want normally to say how normally much I we have
2: Coach
1: o. Okay, well thank you. Thank you. I I enjoyed him as well. I know you sounded like
2: you were having fun with it. You can always tell when you're enjoying an interview.
1: Oh, really? Okay, it comes across. Okay. It does. <laughs> Is it, it Well, and I, I I bet it comes across when it, when I'm distracted, too. Uh because well, I was interviewing that
2: I, I will admit I think Oh, Ron's reading his text or Ron's reading an article.
1: <laughs> well, okay, when, when you do a solo show, you kind of have to get ready for the next. What happened earlier, and I, I don't mind telling you, uh, Tony Barnhart was 15 minutes early. And then we had um, uh, Jim Nagy was running a few minutes late because he was talking to some of the guys up at the Senior Bowl, which we understand, right? I mean, it's just it's it's part it of their happens. responsibility too. And, and so both of them walked up. Uh, both of them walked up at the same time and it was like, hold on a minute. I'm trying to navigate that on the air. So a little transparency, you're like, Hey, can you come back in 15? And he, you know, he walked up first, so we'll get him. And then, you know, so, you know, one of them's early, one of them's late. So I don't know which one you take, but anyway, it's sometimes you have to navigate that. Normally we have a person here, uh, that can, that can help. Uh, because of SEC restrictions and and cutting back, like normally there's 1,100 members of the media here. 1,100 members of the media, and there's they're not even like at a third of it this year. Wow. So, wow. Yeah, that's well, what I say. But uh, I was thinking right, a few got-
2: minutes ago. Sunday afternoon this fall, Bryce Young and some of his buddies, football buddies, are hanging out. They've been playing cards or video games or whatever, and one of them says, I'm hungry. Well, they all agree. They go to one of the local establishments that I'm sure is one of your sponsors. They all eat a great fed lunch. Waitress comes to the table and says, who gets the check? And all of the players turn around and look at Bryce. He gets the
1: check. (laughs) No doubt. And he gets a tip, too. Uh, Yeah.
2: (laughs) Give it to the million dollar man.
1: Hey. Hey. Yeah. I mean, well, no, I mean, everybody's going to be picking it. That's a great point because people will spend a lot of his money. And that's what you have to be careful for. I remember, you know, it was a tradition of. Of taking out players, quarterbacks used to take out the offensive linemen, right? I mean, that was a big topic, right? Quarterbacks take out the offensive linemen. Tua stopped that. Tua stopped that. He's like, I asked him one time. I said, um, "Hey man, would you uh, would you buy the offensive lineman?" He said, "What are we serving in the cafeteria?" I was like, "Okay, okay, ha, perfect." Well, yeah, the truth
2: of the matter is that if they feed them so well now. You know, it's football facility that it's not like they're hurting if they eat there
1: sure no no i mean it's yeah it's lobster and prime rib and steak and wings and yeah it's everything that you want it, but
2: it, uh, that just gets so old doesn't it i mean i can't yeah. remember how many times people have forced lobster upon me
1: <laughs> oh yeah i mean you have to like hold me down force me yeah don't don't do
2: that, don't do that. really don't do that. really yeah and just a little bit more butter please well, and another thing I was thinking about, and I know this will not make a couple of people very happy, but after listening to Wayne Kiffin today, I think that Mr. Kiffin has matured a little.
1: Yes, absolutely. I wrote it down, and and we don't have a chance. that's one thing, and uh, I got to get to this break. I got a guest coming up, but uh, I got about two minutes right here, but that is one thing that I wrote down as a note that we would get to in the coming days is how much Lane Kiffin sounds different. He's not at Florida Atlantic. He doesn't have to show, hey, look at me, look at me. Hey, I'm over here, I'm over here. No, just don't forget manage me. Manage everything. <laughs> don't
2: forget me. Yeah.
1: Yeah, don't forget. To, hey, he, he's, he's getting some attention. So,
2: uh, Well, I'm glad I, to I, hear it. Do you need to go?
1: Yes, because I got this uh, guest coming up here in just a couple seconds.
2: You have a great rest of the day and tomorrow.
1: Hey, well, don't forget it's Alabama Day. We're going we're gonna to have a celebration in here tomorrow.
2: Oh, it's going to be a big old roll tide.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, we're, the fans are not going to be there. They're gonna have to, we're going to have to roll tide it right here. Well, you can do that, can't you? See, you better believe I can. You better believe <laughs> I might, I might, I might lead the uh, media in roll tide, like get them to go out and stand out there. But anyway, hey, darling, thank you so much. I gotta get out of here. You're welcome. Bye bye. Deuce McAllister coming up in just a couple of seconds right here on Alabama Tradition. Uh, Biscuit Bruce, Biscuit Bruce, you've picked up the Jimmy Buffett tickets. Uh, enjoy those. We'll be getting in touch with you. So Biscuit Bruce picking up those tickets. Deuce McAllister coming up. Chris Dorin coming up. Man, we're going to have a lot of fun with these guys. I promise you, don't want to go anywhere. It's all presented by Adams Heating and Cooling right here. Alabama tradition, the past, present, and future of the Alabama Crimson Tide.
0: Football countdown clock is driven by Crawford Insurance, Tuscaloosa's low-cost auto insurer. Call seven five two six four eight nine for a free quote today.
2: Well done, well done.
0: There are there are there are forty six days until Alabama football. Uh. You are listening to Alabama Tradition with Martin Houston and Ryan Fowler. Your connection to Tuscaloosa and the University of Alabama Athletics on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
3: Well, I'm running down the road trying to loosen my load. i got seven women on my mind. Four that water to me, two that want to stone me once. So she's a
0: friend of mine. Take it.
1: Sound of your own. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. All right, so we welcome you back to SEC Media Days, presented by Adam Heating and Cooling. And right now we're talking with uh, SEC legendary running back Deuce McAllister, talking about Johnsonville and, and talking about some good food. Uh, Deuce, it's good to see you talking a little SEC college football.
4: I surely appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. I, I would be remiss if I wouldn't have also introduced my partner here, uh, John Cooper, who is the reigning Johnsonville pro as far as, uh, I don't want to call it all of tailgating, but he is the tailgating pro for Johnsonville Sausage and some of the things that he will be doing. And I and I, I think I have to say that he is a road tie fan as well. And so that definitely helps uh, uh, just some of the things that we've been able to talk about and discuss. And, you know, uh, hey, look, you know, they're, they're a champion, so it's, it's hard to go against that. Well, you know,
1: I always like to say this, and I'm not judging, but uh, when you go to a town, okay, if you're looking for food, you never find a skinny guy, okay? (laughs) Like if I'm going to town, I, I tell this all the time on my radio show when I talk about food places. I want to go get a guy that's you know got a little got a
4: little. got a little girth to him. He's got some girth to him. I know that he is eating good. Nothing against our slimmer buddies, but right. hey, look, I want somebody that you know knows where a good spot is. Maybe a little hole in the wall, and they can point us in the right direction. So being a tailgate, and you know, one
1: of the things that I love about college football, John, is is the atmosphere around college football. Uh, talk about that. I mean, a professional tailgater. I mean, that sounds like a lot of fun to me. It sounds
5: like a lot of caloric intake. Absolutely. So just. Partnering partnering with Johnsonville, you know, for this fall coming up, going to some SEC games, it's going to be absolutely a great time. Uh, you know, we, me and Deuce talked about it earlier that tailgating today is a lot more glamorized than, you know, 20 years ago even. I know tailgating's always been around, but, you know, everybody brings out the big guns nowadays. Uh, Johnsonville especially with their big taste grill um, attached to a truck. You know, hydraulics has to lift the grill up to open it up. And, uh, you know, it's it's going to be a sight going around the sec and uh cooking some johnsonville products
1: i got you now deuce uh if if you're cooking your favorite johnsonville product what is it
4: i'm a jalapeno i'm a jalapeno guy and so i i I love you know the jalapeno brats i love you know the the beer brats as well and so you know if i'm at the house and i'm gonna probably simmer mine a little bit and put them you know be able to let them simmer a little bit and then and some water or beer and you know, you've got some of your flavors, some onions, some different things in there, and then we put them on the grill. But if, we're, if we don't have that available and I'm just tailgating purely, I just want to get them lightly brown, just enough where they look really good and give me a little mustard.
1: Oh, I'm a mustard guy too, absolutely. Well, listen, I could talk food. Uh, for I, I literally cover food and football. I absolutely. do four hours every day in Tuscaloosa. What's wrong with that? Nothing's wrong with it, but I got to ask you at least about Nick Saban. So I want to talk a little, uh, you know, a little running back here with you for just a couple of minutes. Uh, Big question in Tuscaloosa is can Brian Robinson be that guy? Alabama's had a bell cow running back for as long as I can remember under Nick Saban. Uh, Is Brian Robinson, you know, a fifth year guy coming in for another year in Tuscaloosa? Can he be that guy?
4: I don't think that he has to be that guy. I mean, because you have so much other talent around. There's some young guys there in that position. You know, I think Brian is talented enough to be the guy, you know, and he's obviously waited his time to be able to be in that situation. But, you know, I don't know if you have to kind of lean on him like you have other guys in the past. I mean, and you look at some of the success some of those guys are having in the NFL, I think Najee will have that same impact as well. But I don't think that Brian has to be that type of player. There's enough talent around where they can depend on some of those younger guys to be able to step in and, and step up and, and and you look at the offensive line. It starts up there. They should be very, very good there as well. You know, the question obviously becomes at the quarterback position, uh, you know, can they have consistency? You don't have to be, you know, what Mac was last year. Just be consistent at that position. And I think uh, you know, with Coach Saban, his ability to adapt. You know, because you go back five to seven years ago, he was completely against the kind of the spread offense and where the game of college football was headed. He was able to adapt. And it's almost like they haven't missed a beat, you know, just because it's an abundance amount of talent there.
1: We're talking with Deuce McAllister, John Cooper, a professional tailgater. We're talking a little Alabama Crimson Tide football. I want to ask you from an athlete perspective, when you look at Nick Saban, What makes him successful from someone that looks inside from your uh, optics that you're able to uh, visualize?
4: Well, I think one of the biggest thing he can point to is the track record, you know, and having that success uh, for, for a long, long period of time. But I think also from a development standpoint and being able to really be able to say, I have a vision for this player. You know, I envision this player being able to come in and do this, you know, and I have a vision for you. Hey, look, you may not be a starter from day one, but if you work in our program, if you work in our system, and if you can do this, then this is the vision that I envision for you. You know, I can help you be able to be a better athlete. And if you are a better athlete, a better football player, then some of the goals that you have personally, you can achieve those as well. You know, Deuce,
1: I I look back at your days at Ole Miss. You know, when you talk about branding, when you talk about just your overall image, the way that you carry yourself, I think about name, image and likeness and where this is going now. As a former athlete, I kind of want to get your take on name, image and likeness as we introduce that into college athletics. Feel like I would have done pretty well. <laughs> Absolutely, no doubt, no doubt. He he would have been raking in the cash. And I'm going to hit you with a breaking story that just broke a, about a, uh, about an hour ago. And I mean, but first off, let's go with name, image, and likeness on that.
4: Yeah, you know, from an NCA standpoint, it was something that they probably should have done about five to ten years ago, just because this isn't new. This is something that you saw coming years ago, and the NCAA has been slow to react, and now you have states kind of you know, putting some legislation in place and other states following it from that standpoint. And so for the SEC, they're just allowing those states to kind of police it, and, 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 and I think at some point you will have some national rules because each state has different rules as far as NIL are concerned. But, you know, it, it, it's something that um, – Obviously, I am for, you know, just because I thought that as the game has grown, uh, you know, the players were the one that was probably at uh, that same level as the game continued to grow. And, you know, you talk about how the SEC obviously has grown from an overall standpoint to be able to um, allow those players, whether it's the starting quarterback or the number four uh, defensive tackle, to be at least, at least to be able to see, hey, hey, can I profit off of my name and likeness? Then so be it. All right, so
1: I'm going to hit you with a breaking story. Uh, Nick Saban broke it uh, about 45 minutes ago in a Texas high school convention. Are you ready for this? Mm -hmm. I mean, I want your gut reaction. First thing that pops in your mind, i got to give credit back to 247 Sports. They broke the story. I don't like to plagiarize. So giving credit back to them. Nick Saban speaking at a Texas high school uh, banquet a couple of minutes ago with all these high school coaches, just announced that Bryce Young is now approaching $1 million in endorsements for his quarterback that's never been a starting quarterback. Yeah, he's – yeah, the guy that is He's going to be with the starting CAA. quarterback. But your
4: reaction? He's with CAA. I mean, and so he was with a national marketing uh, brand, and I'm not surprised by that one bit. I mean, uh, the thing, the thing with with Bryce was. it's the potential and so that that will be probably the norm uh at some point just with the elite guys just because you you have to look at it from the national standpoint and so from a branding standpoint that's what you know uh that's what companies are looking for and so i would be interested to see is that over a four-year deal is that over a one-year deal you know and so the devil will be in the details and then what is the commitment you know is it just uh posting is it know apparel doing some different things of that nature but I'm not one bit uh, one bit surprised all
1: right I'm gonna get you out of here in just a couple of minutes Uh, Lane Kiffin Ole Miss Uh, your expectations because uh, it's Ole Miss day uh, here with uh, several of the coaches but Lane Kiffin uh, grabbing a lot of attention here in SEC media days
4: well Lane, Lane has been Lane I mean and that's been able to go out there and recruit obviously a high level but obviously you have to be able to win on the field and I think that will come. You know, I think from an expectation standpoint, the level at Ole Miss has been raised. And, you know, you go and you see what they were able to do from an offensive standpoint. You know, that's to be one of the better offenses, not only in the SEC, but in the country. But, you know, at the end of the day, the question is, can you stop guys? And that's where they have to improve from a defensive standpoint. But, uh, you know, you're definitely pleased with at least the trajectory of where that Ole Miss team is going. Who talks more, Mike Dettiglia or Bobby Aber Oh, both, you know, but Bobby Bob, Bobby, Bobby won't shut up, you know, but Mike at least knows when to cut it off and hush.
1: They both sent me a message earlier and said, find Deuce McAllister. I got an like, interview at noon. They're friends of ours. We like to have them on.
4: Great guys. Both know a ton of football and really, really good guys. And so we tell Bobby, you got to hush at some point. Still hadn't worked yet.
1: All right. 30 seconds, uh, John, your expectations of Alabama. John Cooper, professional tailgater uh, with Johnsonville Products. Uh, your expectations of Alabama in 2021?
5: Well, you, you talked about uh, the running back situation earlier. Well, to me, I'm an offensive line guy, so I, I like talking about the offensive linemen. So you got guys like Evan Neal that's just – going to be an absolute first round pick and you got other the other four guys that are going to have pro careers if they want that way you know just the culture that's been there since 2007 that started I, I, I see us running the table you know in the regular season and then getting another chance.
1: Darius, what do you see Alabama real quick? i want
5: to
4: get you back on track. very good. <laughs> I mean that's very good'll they'll, they'll, they'll be able to compete for a championship.
1: Deuce McAllister, John Cooper, Johnsonville products. will continue with more of the game next here on Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Do you remember Hot!
4: It's so you having a fun. Have some fun, man. Talking
1: Alabama
0: Crimson Tide football on Alabama Tradition with Martin Houston and Ryan Fowler in Tuscaloosa on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
1: Hey, this is Ryan Fowler here at SEC Media Days talking to Brian Jones, CBS Sports, SEC on CBS. Man, it feels good just to be talking football once again at SEC Media Days.
6: Yeah, it's great. It's great to be here. And while the fans aren't allowed in the hotel just to be around uh, the players Mm -hmm. and and the coaches, the media gives some semblance of, okay, we're getting close to where we were pre-pandemic.
1: Well, I want to just kind of pick your brain about a lot of different things. But uh, being a former player, playing the linebacker spot, uh, we're an old defensive team down in Tuscaloosa. You go back to 61, we had six shutouts, uh, 25 total points. You go all the way through the 60s, all the way through the 70s. 92 was a great defense for Alabama. John Copeland, Eric Curry. Uh, You get to 2009, 2011. We've been built on defense. Nick Saban has changed that and kind of went offensively. But I want to ask you about the game. you think it will ever come back to the defense's side of the football?
6: Well, it's interesting in this day and age, and he had to adapt, and I think they have adapted offensively uh, to the changing, uh, changing times in the RPOs and all that stuff, and he's got so much talent over there. Why not? And I give a lot of credit to, to Lane Kiffin. When he came on that staff, everybody said, well, this is not going to work. Well, it did work. And they're continuing that tradition even under the other offensive coordinators. Of course, Steve Sarkisian, the latest one, comes from that same background as, as Kiffin, who's now at my alma mater, Texas. But defensively, they only change on that side is that they've had to get a little bit smaller in areas. Linebacker, you don't have the big hulking middle linebackers like we had during my day, and, and like he's had, you know, when he early on when he, he took over the program. So uh, he, he's had to evolve there, more athletes at every position. So I think you still have an opportunity to see some dominating defenses. But my main key is bend, don't break. You're going to give up some yardage in these offenses these days. But bend, don't break. Hold on the field goals as much as you can. The key stat is also turnovers. You know, you got to get the rock out of the hands of these opposing offenses. So, uh, you know, you look at all the guys they have coming back this year, especially the linebacker position. Man, I, I think Alabama is going to be as strong as anyone in that position. Secondary, they're always damn good. Had some new faces last year, at the early on, and they got eaten up. But you know, after that Georgia, that second half on, that looked like the dominating Alabama defense we've been used to.
1: Henry Toa Toa transfers in. Yes,
6: from but- Tennessee. Yeah. He's one of my favorite guys. I, I highlighted him last year, especially when Tennessee was playing well. That didn't last too long after the Georgia, speaking of Georgia, the second half of their Georgia game. But yeah, number 10, man, he, he's a tackling machine, as like he was for Tennessee. Now you pencil him in on this defense. He's the type of linebacker you need in today's game.
1: But playing under Jeremy Pruitt, how much, easy will it, or how much easier will it be because it, it's Different terminology, but it'll be very similar to what Coach Saban. It's it
6: as Alabama light, but it's the same defense. And he, Coach Pruitt, probably called it the same thing there. Coming from Alabama, you know, defensive coordinator, and, and then going to Tennessee, I, don't, I, I think it's going to be seamless. It should be seamless and fluid for Henry Toa to uh, to to uh, be plugged into that that defense because he's seen all this seen all this before. He just saw it from a different coach or heard it from a different coach.
1: We're talking about linebackers let me ask you about will anderson we we get excited about when we talk about will anderson how do you not get excited about that oh my goodness just watching and he's a boy. true
0: freshman i know
6: i was watching them last like there's another one and look you know how much muscle they're going to pack onto that body and how much bigger he's going to be oh, he he's he's a, he's another freak he's a, he, that's what he is and and he's going to be developed he's going to be coached well and we're already seeing that so uh as I was saying a moment ago, I, you, I look at his defense and the young pieces uh, that they had coached up last year in that secondary that have grown. And then someone like a Will Anderson, the, the veterans on that, that defense, they're going to be just as good, if not better.
1: Let's switch to the other side of the football just for a minute. I want to ask you about Bryce Young, uh, highly thought of prospect coming out of high school, modern day high school. Bruce Robinson, who's won all those championships out in modern-day high school. When you look at Bryce coming in, uh, waiting his turn, not being thrown in, let Mac Jones have that last year. Uh, when you look at Bryce Young, what do you see? Well, first of
6: all, I thought and I may have been the only person that said this heading into last season. Mac Jones was going to be the quarterback. He wasn't giving that up because he played well in the three or four iterations we saw the season prior. And so I knew he would win the job. Uh, Bryce Young has a ton of talent, but I think he probably learned a lot from Mac Jones, who had just, a, a just exquisite season um, all the tools may not be as tall as you like but neither was Mac Jones and we've seen that before in these quarterbacks Tua uh wasn't that tall but uh yeah he's got everything you want and, and now he gets the keys to this offense you know he's going to be surrounded by a lot of talent uh, even though they lost all those draft picks and he's been practicing with these guys limited playing time a season ago uh I want some money from him because he getting all these damn deals, and he hadn't started one game. That's what I want. Can I borrow $5, Bryce? Uh,
1: <laughs> can, can we get a Chick-fil-A sandwich, yeah, Bryce? I mean, we're we're something. praising you here talking about Alabama, and, and we just want something I don't. We want a little name, image, well, and
6: likeness. Something, something, man. Did you thought, see
1: that earlier today? I, I, I
6: just saw a headline where he it says it's bordering a – upwards of a million dollars. Like, wow, and the kid hadn't even started. So,
1: Well, yeah. i got to give credit. Uh, you're affiliated with CBS Sports, 247 Sports, which is the affiliation mm-hmm. with you guys. They broke the story that Nick Saban was at a Texas convention there, uh, and he said that he was approaching $1 million. Yeah. He's never taken a snap as a starting quarterback at Alabama. Right. It's, it's
6: amazing, and that's the Wild, Wild West landscape we're in now, which will eventually calm – and, and everything will shake out. And, and, and so, all the hyperbolic uh, commentary out there about this new landscape we're embarking on, just chill out. The free market will work this thing out, trust me. Uh, but, you know, as far as the talent, the kid, there, there's a reason he's number one recruit. There's a reason why, you know, he's so successful in high school and he'll be successful at Alabama. But we have to wait and see.
1: It's just a lot of fun. What do you see? Because the way that you cover Alabama, what is it that they do different that allows them to have success?
6: Well, it's, it's the Jimmys and the Joes. You can have all the X's and O's that, that uh, you, you want, and you can possess this vast football IQ. But if you don't have the players that you can implement in your system and develop, that's the key once you get them on campus and they do a great job of it, they do a great job of coaching these guys uh and I'll tell you what else stands out when you look at the marquee programs it's not really that coaching staff it's the players in that locker room because they hold each other accountable and just having talked to Alabama players over you know the Nick Saban error they all say it to a man we don't want to let the let the guys that came before us down that's their standard they've set there at alabama now so holding each other accountable holding yourself accountable putting the work in and the, the, the fact that the staff they coach them well and they develop those football players so you can get a bunch of five stars in there but if you don't do a damn thing and as far as developing them it's all for not
1: well, i mean derrick henry told me one time that mark ingram came to him and said you better not be the one that stops this dynasty. He said, and he did. He went 395 carries in 2015, won a championship. I accomplished my goal. That's it, man. And I just remember, you know, being in college
6: and all older guys coming back and saying and they, and, and in certain terms, you know, they, they got your attention. Let's just say that. That's, and that's the way it should be because uh, when you build something and you've got that foundation, you want those guys to come, that come after you to, to keep the train moving and that's definitely happening there in Tuscaloosa.
1: SEC West, who's the biggest threat to Alabama? Uh, I think it's going to be Texas A&M. Uh, Jimbo Fisher is built... That's coming from a Texas guy.
6: Hey, I keep it real. Uh, my longhorns ain't where they should be right now. I'm going to keep it real and Oklahoma is our daddy, so there you have it. Uh, so until they start winning consistently against their rival, they are what they are. But A and M, um, and we'll see what happens with the quarterback position. Of course, you know losing uh, the guy there, but the running game, I, I, running backs are damn good. They have got speed all over the field. They are going to take a hiccup on the offensive line. They got to retool that. A lot of pieces missing there. Defensively, this Leo kid, oh, he's a beast. He's he, 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 he's going to be a, a first rounder if he continues to stay healthy and produce like uh, he has thus far. And I think he's just a sophomore. Uh, so, uh yeah, I like this. They got a big, tall secondary. I think everyone's at least 6'1, 6'2 in that secondary. And they've been getting thumped by Alabama. So, you know, you you learn. As, as Clemson has and all these other teams, you learn how to to play against uh, the champs. And, and, and annually, it's been Alabama when Clemson hasn't taken the crown. And and so I think Jimbo, having coached all those years with Save and having won a national title himself uh, at Florida State, he knows how to put a football team together, and he's done that. He's recruited extremely well. So I think they're going to be – that game, I think it was, what, third or fourth game of the year? That's going to be a huge one. Uh, and I, I think they, they'll build threat. Uh, in, in the West, uh, we'll see what LSU does this year. they got a new defensive coordinator, uh, still a lot of talent on that football team. And, 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 of course, Ole Miss, from an offensive standpoint, they're always uh, difficult. Defensively, couldn't stop a nose lead with a bag of ice, but uh, they can put some points on the board. Uh, so, uh, but I think it's going to be Texas a and will be
1: the, the number one challenger for Alabama. That's just a lot of fun. And Jimbo Fisher this offseason said he said he's going to kick Nick Saban's <laughs> blank. And what Coach Saban said, was that in basketball? He, or yeah, so? he said uh, in golf. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. But see, that's college football, my friend. And they're
6: boys. You know, they're buddies. And, 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 and people may try to make more out of that than, than it is. I
1: mean, but we milked it for a couple of days, yeah, but, but we had fun fire. with it.
6: And, and, and Jimbo, you know, has a ton of respect for uh, Saban, and, and, and it flows both ways. So, uh, yeah, that's fun. And, you know, we'll see if, if they can do that. Uh, they, they shot Florida last year there in, in, in College Station, and we'll, we'll see what, what happens in this year's game. But uh, I think that's, that's the number one uh, – that's the one I would circle as far as uh, the West
1: – uh, it's challenging, Bama, but it won't be easy for sure. All right, I want to ask you about your alma mater, and I'll let you get out of sure. here. Uh, Texas hires Sark, mm-hmm. and you know I—I'm going to Can I judge it from an outsider? Sure. Just a minute. All I'm right, an outsider. Too. What? Yeah, but okay, but but looking at, at at Nick Saban when he stepped in, I always look at what he did off the field. Of hey, listen, I'm, I'm a chief. We don't have any boosters mainly with the program. He had to come in and and really put a lot of people in their spot. Yeah. I look at Texas, and rightfully so. You guys have got more money than, you know, Wells Fargo. I mean, it just... I- Do they have any left? they have tripping, Wells Fargo. I know they've been... Well, they send me a bill
6: every month. Yeah, they've been shutting down people's accounts. But go ahead.
1: <laughs> but 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 no. But you look at Texas. Sark's got to go in and get control of that, and then I think I think he'll build something special. I watch Sark build things in Tuscaloosa. Uh, you know, the first time he's there, second time he's there, being a part of the system. That's just what I see from an outsider that he's got to take stranglehold of that very similar to Alabama 2007 because if you ever wake up that Texas giant and you get the recruits oh yeah can Sark do it
6: yeah I think he can and, and matter of fact I was ecstatic when he he took the job and I was leaning for someone such as Sarkeesian as opposed to others who were mentioned for the job someone who is um, a bright football mind and someone who's relatively young could come sit a spell and the fact that things he's gone through, I think he can leverage that in that locker room, Uh, the personal journey he's been on. And he's got a championship pedigree. You know, I'll I'll say Pete Carroll, Nick Saban, you would think some of that gravy from those guys would spill over to his plate, right? Uh, But you're right. It's a lot of pressure. Uh, There are a lot of people. I'm just going to say there's a lot of arrogant mofos at my alma mater that uh, like to, you know, put their two cents in how about you shut the hell up let the man do his job coach the football team develop the players which i think he'll do and and sit back and enjoy it you know everyone wants to be that chief well you're not and it's not your job to be and he doesn't and i understand you want him to come by and you know shake hands and kiss babies well let him build this damn thing first and, and then we can do that uh so that's my my personal hope Uh, But, yeah, there's a lot of arrogance around our our program, and and they just need to chill out, chill out. And I think he can do it. There's some talent there. It just had not been developed. They need discipline. You look at Texas, they have been one of the the most penalized teams in college football, at least in the conference, you know, the last few years. They need discipline. They need accountability. I was in attendance for the spring game, and I made it a a chore to talk to different people around the program, from the higher-ups to – you know, a man who uh, takes care of the field and everyone from a man to a woman said the same thing there's more of a sense of urgency and there's more accountability and that's exactly what they need I don't care about all the bells and whistles do what you're supposed to do do it when you're supposed to do it and quit making mistakes and shooting yourself in the foot if you do that you're going to be just fine and bring a sense of toughness back to that program that's exactly what they need a sense of toughness and, and I think he can do it I'm hoping he can do it uh, with his background everything that he's had to endure and, and, and still uh, you know it's well reported what he's dealing with and, and that's a lifelong journey uh, anyone that's had to uh, to uh, the task of, of trying to to deal with that in their life, so um, yeah, I think he's the right guy, man. But yeah, it's pressure, no doubt. It's a it's a pressure-laden job, but um, I just would hope. Uh, you know, my, my fellow alumnus would just chill the hell out, let the man do his gig.
1: Well, and it just, it's so ironic when Nick Saban, I mean, it was that was Alabama. That was Alabama. What, what he did off the field is, is just about as impressive as what right. he did on yeah. the field. He put the boosters, said, hey, we want you to have a role. Right. And, and he invited them to be a part of the program, but he didn't want to be a country club coach. Exactly. That, and and, and you, they're the coach.
6: And all the ancillary responsibilities, okay, we'll take care of that, but we're going to take care of that in moderation, okay? Uh, And I can't be all things to all people, and I can't be omnipresent. So, number one job here, the reason you hired me, is to bring this football program back to prominence. right? I can't do that if you want me flying over here, flying over there, flying over there. We'll get to that. But, no, main focus right now, elevating the play of my football players.
1: Well, let me just end it with this. As I'm watching on the outside, you on a television set, there's one thing that comes across. You have fun oh, talking college football.
6: I like to have fun no matter what the hell we talk about, okay? And and, and I'm as big, as big a fan as anyone, and especially with the guys I get to work with. We make our picks and all that stuff. And, and, and it's serious to us. But, it, it, you know, ultimately it's fun. It's a sport. I've lived it. I've played it. And I leave it at that. But, yeah, no matter what you're doing, you got to have fun. I mean, what are you doing now? we got to have fun doing it. If, if, you're, if you're not having
1: fun, it's a damn job, right? And, and we have the best job in the country, yeah. talking college football and getting paid for thank it. Me, thank you. Brian uh, Jones, BJ, on CBS Sports, on SEC uh, side of things, CBS uh, covering the SEC. Uh, Brian, thank you for your time. It's thank always you, been a, uh, an honor to talk with you, and thank you for your opportunity. Appreciate it, Ryan. All right, my man. Hey, we'll continue with more of the game next. Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama. Crimson Tide play.
0: Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Maintain the chance of a few passing showers or thunderstorms this afternoon and tonight. The high today, 82. Tonight's low, 70. Tomorrow and Thursday, mostly cloudy. A few showers and thunderstorms are likely both days. Highs between 82 and 85. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 77 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The host of the game, Ryan Fowler, and the host of the Martin Houston show, Martin Houston. To offer a show filled with in depth analysis of Alabama football and more. Alabama Tradition broadcasts live on Tide 100.9 every Tuesday from 6 to 7 p.m. and is available live and on playback on numerous affiliates around the Southeast. Check out AlabamaTradition.com for a list of affiliates as well as other great content.
1: This is Ryan Fowler back at SEC Media Days. We're uh, talking with Chris Doering, SEC ESPN College football analyst. Hey, Chris, it's always exciting for SEC Media Days, but it just feels like a different energy after you know, the absence of last year.
3: Yeah, I think we all have a much uh, greater appreciation for normal life, and, and this is part of normal life here in the South, getting to Alabama, gathering together, kicking off the, the talking season, and, and uh, getting ready for what's gonna be a, a, an exciting season as it is every year. But I think we just being face-to-face with everybody and being able to shake hands and hug again, it, it just
1: it feels really good. You know, doing a show in Tuscaloosa, we always kind of curious to get athletes' perspective on Coach Saban. What makes him successful from your perspective?
3: You know, I, I love everything that Coach Saban's about. You know, I, I read uh, Andy Staples' um, article probably 10 years or more ago in Sports illustrated about the Sabanization of college football. I, I love the process, I love the attention to detail, I love focusing on the present. Like all of those things are, are things that align with me and, and what I've learned over the years. And I, I just I go back and you know Jacob Hester is a good friend of mine and, and a guy that I've done a lot of media work with the last couple of years. And I, I, I talked to him about you know the recruiting process when Coach uh Sabin was recruiting him and, and getting to know him once he got to LSU. Like would have been a guy that i would have loved to play for because i think you know it much like coach spurrier in a very different way you know what he cares about is is guys playing the way they're coached and uh and given maximal effort in terms of of training and being ready to go when they hit the field so you know i just i have a lot of respect for him and and uh what they've been able to create in, in tuscaloosa and how about the 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 you know you lose so much on offense you lose so much on the on the coaching staff over the years and doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't hurt them at all. They don't miss a beat. And who's expected to win the SEC West? Who's expected to win the SEC this year? Who's expected to go to the college football playoffs? Alabama it just speaks to how well he's been able to uh, to overcome all the, the adversity of turnover uh, all these years in Tuscaloosa.
1: We have three starters coming back on offense, and it's like automatically I'm asking the audience, and like, what's your expectations? Well, we you know expect to have 47.2 points per game. It's yeah. like, guys, hold on a minute. I'm going to repeat myself. You lost your starting quarterback, you lost your starting running back, uh, three out of the five offensive linemen. You could actually go four out of the five offensive linemen. The wide receivers, it's like, how do you immediately replace that? I guess that's where we're at in college football.
3: Yeah, I mean, I I don't think there's a whole lot of uh, rationality in the SEC in general, and certainly um, Alabama fans have been spoiled by what Coach Saban's been able to do there. But um, it really is amazing the culture that he's created and how people come in and adjust to that culture even you know in talking about the offense you know people don't come in and reinstall a whole new offense they they take the offense that's there they learn the offense themselves rather than asking all the players to learn the offense. They put their own little wrinkles and fingerprints on it. And I, I love thinking back just to, to Lane Kiffin, to Brian Dable, to Loxley, to Steve Sarkeesian and, and how it's evolved and taking that next step forward. And I'm, I'm curious to see how Bill O'Brien can kind of make it his own this year as we head into the season. I'm curious when you look
1: at John Mechie uh, being a receiver, can he be – uh, that continuation of
3: that position and that productivity. There, there's no doubt. I mean, I, I go back to, you know, uh, 10 years ago or more, it seems like they, they have one guy that that goes out and puts up big numbers and the next guy kind of learns and then the, he steps up into the number one position. And, and it's just, it's been a, a great um, tradition that, uh, you know, uh, who would have thought we, we'd be talking about some of the best, receivers in the NFL coming from Alabama, you know, if we talked about 20 years ago, um, but they, I think it's again, speaks to the the uh, forethought and, and just how good a coach Coach Saban is to be able to evolve, stay ahead of what everybody else is doing, embracing uh, some, some tempo things, embracing some RPO things, and uh, and finding a way to do it better than everybody else. So I think John Mechie's going to have a tremendous season this year. I'd put him in the top three in terms of receivers with, with Keyshawn Butte from LSU and Traylon Burks from Arkansas. I think those are your, your top three receivers heading in the year. Name, image, and likeness. When you look at it, and we'll get to the Nick
1: Saban story that broke uh, earlier today, but I'd like to kind of get your thoughts as a former athlete. Name, image, and likeness of where this is going in college athletics.
3: Well, it's tough for me to separate where I am as an adult now uh, from from where I would have been when I was an 18 to 22-year-old kid. Sure, I would have liked to have made some money, and I, I imagine, you know, at Florida at that time with the popularity of our team and, and my success that I would have done pretty well as a as a junior and a senior with the uh, same name, image, and likeness opportunities. At the same time, you know, I feel blessed to have gotten a scholarship, you know, my, before my sophomore year to to complete my degree um, in telecommunications at the, the College of Journalism at the University of Florida. Um, it's afforded me an opportunity to what I do what I do here with you guys on, on the SEC Network, on SiriusXM. Um, The the notoriety that I gained has helped my mortgage company in Gainesville like so much to be grateful for that There's value in the cost uh, of of a scholarship and um, at the same time You know the the allure of making a little money on the side with some name image and likeness thing is is Certainly something that would have been appealing, but I worry about the distraction factor uh, Especially kids that don't have the maturity maybe to to turn it off and on how do they 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 focus on? Studies, how do they focus on practice? How do they focus on playing the best they can when they're worried about securing another deal or, or fulfilling a deal that they've agreed to. I mean, I just think it's gonna be another challenge for a lot of these college coaches that are already facing a lot with immediate transfer and roster management in general, and just uh, these kids as, as they are growing up in the social media age, it's a, uh, it's a challenge for sure. Well, and I, I'd like to credit uh,
1: 247 Sports. Uh, Coach Saban was out at uh, a Texas convention, a high school convention, and speaking to that group, he made the comment that Bryce Young a quarterback that has never taken a snap as a starting quarterback is now approaching one million dollars in deals. I'm sure that'll be a big topic as Alabama arrives here tomorrow. But just your reaction to the possibility. We'll learn more details, but on the report, uh, reacting to that story. Man,
3: what do, you, what do you think, Mac Jones and Tua Tagovailoa are thinking, right? I mean, wow. wow little, little uh, too late, could have cashed in big time, but it, a lot of that credit goes to those guys, and a lot of the credit, as we, we continue to say, goes back to Coach and The expectation is that that Bryce Young is going to step in, he's going to put up big numbers, he's going to lead him to a national championship, and he's going to have the visibility that businesses want to attach themselves to. So, you know, I think it also adds another le- level of pressure in making sure you're doing the right things. You know, how many times do we see pro athletes get in trouble off the field, and, and now they, they get their, their sponsorships and advertising opportunities pulled um, is it, something that, that I think these college kids are going to have to be aware of. You get caught on on somebody's uh, social media doing something you're not supposed to do, and you can lose that money about as quickly as you, you gained it. So it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this thing continues to evolve. But being the quarterback at Alabama doesn't suck. Chris Doering, uh, ESPN, SEC
1: Network, SiriusXM uh, analyst. Uh, we thank you for your time here in Tuscaloosa. No, great being with you.
3: Thanks for having me. Thank you. Nice I see hey, you, I really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah,
1: yeah, Every absolutely. Well, it's always fun to be able to talk with the best fans in the country. We did that all day today from the game to Alabama tradition. You had Deuce McAllister, Chris Doering, uh, SEC college football analyst. It was always fun to, you know, talk a little Alabama football with these guys. Uh, it just, listen, anytime we can get together and talk, Ben Jones knocked it out of the park from CBS. So we had a couple of uh, guys there with Deuce McAllister, Chris Doring, and then Ben Jones, CBS, all of that heard right here on Alabama Tradition. Big thanks to Jacob. Big thanks to Kendall, all those guys back there. And you guys are incredible. We've done five hours here. It's all presented by Adams Heating and Cooling. Adams Heating and Cooling. We'll talk more Alabama Crimson Tide football tomorrow, 2 o'clock, right here on the game on Tide 100.9. Nick Saban Day, all types of coverage Remember, Tide109.com. Martin Houston wakes you up tomorrow morning. Wimp and Barry inside the locker room, 7 until 9. The Gary Harris Show, 9 until 11. Jacob Harrison off the edge from 11 until noon. Jay Barker, Lars Anderson, and crew from 12 until 2. I'll see you right back here at 2 o'clock tomorrow on the game. We'll see you then right here on Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports.
0: a little dust on the bottom but don't let it fool you about what's inside there
2: might be a little